There's a difference between do it yourself and do it for a living. At the Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. Hello, entire world, and not just the internet. Welcome to another episode of Dark Tank, your weekly reminder that Sikhs are not Muslims. Unle- <laughs> look, unless you want, I don't know. Look, <laughs> um, um, uh, hey, look, I don't. We don't have a specific topic this week. I'm very, I'm feeling very uninspired and uh, sleepy. I got like five jobs now, and I, uh, I want to go home. So uh, I'm just going to introduce you guys. Hello, everybody. How are you guys doing? We're good. Um, We're good. I'm speaking for everybody. Sorry. Okay. okay so we are all good. Did I'm we... actually only okay. 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 Do we take a vote before the show? Is Maybe that... we should. Everybody. Yeah. Just by show of hands, who's doing good? Can they see this? Uh... <laughs> no, it is, it is audio only. Yeah. It is an audio only show. Uh, so this week on our panel, we got two very good friends of mine, two very funny comics. Uh, whom I did not ask for credit, so we're going to get to that at the end of the show. Uh, uh, Leclerc Andre, how you doing? I'm happy. I'm good to be here, and I don't know if those are the right words to use. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't know if that was like a, a sentence. I just, I just kind of melted. You say, I'm good now. to be here. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here, and I'm good. <laughs> is what I meant to say, but you know, brains don't work. Yeah, I get it. It's Sunday. It's, yeah, it's early on a Sunday. Probably still, still a little drunk. Yeah. Um, Emmanuel Hosseini. Speaking of drunk, it's St. Patrick's Day, and am I able to talk about the day today? Maybe not. You absolutely I don't can. Know. Yeah, um, it'll come out t- later today, tomorrow. What this episode? It'll come out later today. I could yeah. say that it's yeah. St. Patrick's Day, yeah. Yeah. and this is why I'm tipsy right yeah. now. Yeah. I'm feeling oh, yeah. great. This do is why I'm feeling great. Just do another take of that. Get it clean. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's St. Patrick's Day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> are you enjoying St. Patrick's Day? I am. Well, I had my uh, my friends got engaged, newly engaged, and they were partying on St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. So it just gives you an insight on on my my life and my drinking and my friends surrounding drinking. So uh, I'm tipsy and I'm feeling great. Oh, perfect! So happy to be here. Perfect. I'm happy to have you. <laughs> I'm very you. excited to have you. Uh, and of course, we the show wouldn't be the show without our gentrepreneur for this episode. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> McGovern, how are you? Hi, I'm great. Yeah, Thanks. Th- Happy th- to be here. Thank I, you for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm very excited to have you on the show. Thank it's you. Been, I've been trying to get you on for a while. So, you know, I just have so many ideas. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm worried about that. No, uh, <laughs> real stressed. A about list. It. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was looking at my whiteboard that I keep in my room. <laughs> Interesting choice of boards. Interesting choice of boards. You know, there are blackboards. There are <laughs> cork boards. There are well. <laughs> from the from the Dominican Republic, cork boards come. 
Well, I just felt like as a white lady, it was inappropriate for me to misappropriate the blackboard culture. So, you know. Okay, touche. <laughs> touche. Well done. Well done. You read the literature I sent you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very exciting. Uh, so it is it is St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I guess we could talk about that for a second. Would, would you guys celebrate St. Patrick's Day? I'm wearing not. green in honor of it, but it's just because I have a show at Caroline's later, and I feel like it Midtown's like going to be St. Patty's Day yeah. Central. It's pincher, pincher be pinched out here. Yeah. Yeah. But somebody, I, t- I talked to somebody who didn't know that the pinching thing was a thing. Is that a thing that I made up when I was a kid, or is that is the pinching real? I don't know. The pinching's uh, a thing that I think we celebrate here. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like maybe we made that up. <laughs> yeah, US. that's like our Cinco de Mayo thing. Mm-hmm. With, I think all these holidays, if they don't really celebrate it back home, then we've just taken every creative liberty we can with them. Yeah. And, and just do whatever we want with it. Pinching, wearing green. Yeah. What is the pinching? I think it's like if you not don't wear green, green, you, you pinch the person? You pinch yeah. the person. Where, like on their arm or their... Ooh, we're getting specific. Or wherever you want. The nipple. I don't know. I'm just thinking. I'm, I'm just thinking. I like. I'm, I'm an immigrant from Canada. I moved to America, and everything is about sexual harassment. So that's oh, why. Yeah. 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 No, you get I'm pinched worried. on the butt. On the butt. <laughs> on the you butt. Do. Okay. Specifically. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. Well, yeah. I did ask my friend who's in Ireland right now if they were celebrating, and she said it's like huge. Oh that, yeah. But it could just be because tourists like took it over, and they're all getting wasted there right now. So yeah. I don't know if it's actually a thing, but I think Ireland's leaning into it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, and I heard. Um, this is not verified by any sources, but I talked to somebody who said, like, the the whole thing is, like, celebrating St. Patrick's chasing the snakes out of mm-hmm. <laughs> Ireland. Ireland. Yeah, right. It, is, is the snakes – please tell me the snakes isn't the Jews. Is the snakes the Jews? I don't know. I don't think so. – I, I feel like it's all – like, <laughs> I feel like every, every time I hear – like, I don't know, every, like, cute story that we think is – fun and exciting it's oh, always yeah. the juice why is it always a metaphor <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, maybe i thought they you were saying right. the juice this whole time and oh, like, oh the no. juice like the booze what do we oh, okay no. i had no idea is it the jews again it's always i guess because they were like the first minority in europe so they were like mm-hmm. the yeah. ones that are picked on always mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean it was mm-hmm. like it's like, i remember seeing a black comic i wish i could remember his name at this point when i worked when i first started stand up in montreal uh-huh. who said uh something in the effect of like if it, the if black people were in europe the holocaust would have happened to black people mm. uh, and not yeah. the jews yeah. because it's like whatever is the most different is always targeted for, mm-hmm. for racism and that's oh, why yeah. anti-semitism is still like alive and well uh-huh. because mm-hmm. you know you're still not conforming to christian white yeah mm-hmm. absolutely you know? yeah i also think there's um i think that jews are attacked in most places also because they're usually disproportionately successful as well mm-hmm. so it's one thing to hate them because they're different but if they're different and like killing it too sure that yeah. also makes it really easy to isolate them and say we got to do something about these group of people uh, because they're doing very well and they're not me. Yeah, right. we see that in Egypt a lot. Like, yeah. uh, um, Christians in Egypt, since mm-hmm. they're they're a huge minority, but they're You're also so right. disproportionately the successful. Coptic, they're the so Cap. they're killing it in yeah. Egypt, yeah. Mm-hmm. and they're persecuted in You're large so part right. because of that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I do think there's something about um being successful and also oh, being absolutely. a minority. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think when you're a small number and you want to like, you know, you want to create a safe haven within your c- tiny community in a country that 
you know you're in a, a minority in and people do tend to get jealous instead of like celebrate you be like this is our minority this is so great that they're yeah. doing so well which, mm. which is interesting because they will celebrate you in when they want to use that to put down another group of people sure because oh, absolutely I, I see people i see a lot of people like the same type of person that would uh like that bashes jews or hates jews then goes on to be like, well, Jews made a place for themselves in this country, and right. they've uh, they've been successful. So why can't black people do it? I'm just like, what? Just make up your mind. What do you want? <laughs> what do you want us to do? Well, the- I feel like that was like Brooklyn kids and it, against Hasidic Jews because mm-hmm. like ha- they're our landlords, so we all kind of feel this like liberty to kind of use them as a punchline sometimes. Yeah. Which I mean. I don't know. I've talked to people about it. It's like kind of a fucked up little community and it, mm-hmm. I wouldn't objectively call them successful because most of them are living at the poverty level. But yeah, because there are landlords, you kind of feel justified of like, well, he was chasing me down for rent last week. Right. So. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's I think it's odd that people who are so familiar with persecution are also more uh, energetic about like rallying for other people who are suffering from the same type of persecution right you would think that groups who are so familiar with suffering would be like you know what we have a lot in common but they're like nah it's not my problem (laughs) i've already gone through it i'm not dealing with that and uh i have a friend who uh who is jewish who's a big supporter of jews supporting other uh, marginalized groups and he gets so much pushback from the jewish community of course yeah it's insane (laughs) yeah well because i think there's also just like in any subgroup, there's going to be, like, tribalism or group think within that group. And I think a lot of pe- – there's a lot of, like, erasure of non-white Jews and uh, non-white, like, Latinos or whatever other group of people. So I think just, like – I don't know. It kind of makes sense. I'm not – in the sense that, like <laughs> – it makes sense that it happens, not, not that, like logically I'm into it. No, you're not like no. Nah, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> you're saying that you get it, you get why they I, think that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, well, Israel is is a proof of that. I mean, I'm Palestinian, so obviously everybody's going to think I'm biased. But I am married to a white Jewish woman, so I guess I could say that. I don't know, but I, <laughs> I don't know. Well, but I, I'm very I have a black critical. Too, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm pulling and I that hate card. That nigga. I hate him. So <laughs> ah. I'm so pulling that uh. card. But I do feel like Israel. The whole point of you know israeli existence is for jews to have a safe haven but really the people that are ruling that country are the european jews you know what i mean and it's not like the arab jews or the black jews ethiopians are not even getting recognized at all yeah uh you know and and um arab jews like misrahi jews are not uh even getting recognized so there's always that white supremacy that you find in so many different yeah. places. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's just even so in weird. my own home. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the punchline. Okay. <laughs> so, so more of the story is that she, she's the top. She definitely she's is. The top. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 just geopolitical. <laughs> just boiled down to yeah, she's the top. <laughs> um, so look, I don't know if that has anything to, at all to do with what you're uh, pitching today. But um, well, it does, and it also makes me completely backtrack on my idea. But I'm gonna stick with it anyways, and then you guys can just tear it apart if you would like. And uh, we will. So <laughs> you absolutely will. Um, so my idea had was a common enemy, um, in terms of aliens. I thought that would be a way for us to unite and fight mm-hmm. someone, um, 
uh, I guess you would see your commonalities more if you're like, well, at least we all have two legs and two eyes and nose and a mouth and not this freak who's coming over and trying to control us. But uh-huh. now that I'm thinking about <laughs> it and for our recent discussion, we have all decided that having a common enemy almost always just resorts to tribalism. So now yeah. I'm like, well, then, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't uh, that the crux of American racism, right? It's like white people got together and said, hey, I know you're a poor white, but at but, least you're not black. Yeah, right? at least you're not yeah. black. Yeah. I think that's what truly empowered American racism uh, upon its inception here in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, just to like sort of keep it within this realm, uh, that I feel like that's really counting on us being smarter than aliens <laughs> and <laughs> us being like more uh militarily uh ha- having our shit together than yeah. mm-hmm. than them you know like what happens if uh what happens if aliens show up and we're like oh we didn't have the technology to get to them yeah mm-hmm. so maybe uh maybe we need to back off <laughs> yeah so my inspiration for this also kind mm-hmm. of came from um Israel and Palestine and maybe I you're a good reference for this because I you obviously know the history better than I do but um the one book that I read before I went on birthright to Israel was uh it talked about how when um Israel and Palestine that territory was under the rule of the Ottoman Empire Mm -hmm. there was some semblance of peace even though they still had a lot of resentment towards each other and when they had one common language and the schools were taught one common language even though there was the tension they were still able to kind of like exist together and then once the ottoman empire a lot better than europe that's for sure yeah Yeah. and then once the ottoman empire fell that was when they started to really it was just like for five years all of the schools would be taught um in hebrew and then um it would switch back over to arabic whereas before they were all learning in turkish so the language maybe yeah i don't know so maybe the solution is a common language i don't know i've always i remember when this whole mars talk started coming about and people were talking about like moving to mars and having civilizations on mars Mm -hmm. uh Uh i quickly defaulted to the idea if there was like interplanetary civilizations we'd be so quick to talk about look at these mars niggas yeah. like, <laughs> we would default to that so quickly the idea that we would get behind each other if there was another race is like even if within our own races like we're so quick to like point out the differences with it, with one another yeah. mm-hmm. i think um i don't think a common enemy would bring us together i think it would only like further draw like it would only farther like further divide us in that yeah it's like, there's hey, always I'm, the there's always the one dude that's like I'm gonna go be part of the common enemy. <laughs> I'm gonna be yeah. yeah, yeah. There's plenty of uh, there's plenty of white rappers out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but you don't. So you don't think if like um, so say the alien were just like one long cylinder with like a hole in its face in what its like face would be if that was like the person sort of ruling over all of us and they were objectively smarter than us and we could like kind of concede like, well, this is a higher evolved being, and then it kind of established one common language and mm-hmm. you don't, do you think we would still kind of resort to like wanting to be like, well, them. you Sadly. have a broad ridge yeah. nose. I have a narrow nose, whatever. Oh, Sadly, we'd want to be like them. It's just that mm-hmm. idea yeah. of like, 
Western society being like, we're civilized, we're coming here to civilize you. And you're yeah. just like, they, they brainwashed you into believing that thing. Yeah. Believing that they're a lot more advanced than you when they're oh, really for sure. not. Yeah. They're like yeah, exploiting yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And they're taking away all of the good things that you've done. Yeah. yeah. Taking them for themselves and being like, I mean, I really freaked out. My wife's mother's family's from Peru. Mm-hmm. And when I learned about the indigenous cu- countries, uh, uh, population, Peru is one of the only like Latin countries that didn't completely decimate their native uh, people. You see yeah. a lot of right. indigenous people there mm-hmm. yeah. as opposed to like Argentina where everybody's practically white, right. you mm-hmm. know? Um, and the way like Christians, uh, Spaniards approach the whole thing, it's, it's always like trickery and lies, but everybody kind of wanted to like live up to that because they yeah. fell for it yeah. of just like basically taking a mirror and like putting like soap on it mm-hmm. and be like, see how you can't see yourself clearly it's mm-hmm. because you're not Christian yet. See how I see myself clearly? Yeah. You know, it's like always oh. such deception yeah. and lies yeah. and whatever. But we fall for it. We're mm-hmm. human beings. We, you know. I mean, it's wanna... the same way you you just want people who are mean to you to like you. Exactly. You know? yeah. I, I love James bitchy like people. So uh, yeah. Everybody loves Janelle. You know, I just want you to like me. She's legitimately one of the sweetest people she I've ever met. Honestly, <laughs> she, so nice. she, she tries so nice. to be mean, but she's so nice. Oh, my gosh. She's so sweet. Oh, my gosh. She's yeah. so nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could see people reading her wrong. Oh, absolutely. I could see people watching her stand up like, oh, I don't want to talk to her. I'm like, she will melt your heart if she yeah. talks to you all stage. <laughs> yeah, so right. Sweet. You're no, right. She's the nicest. So Arrival, that movie, was uh-huh. then just a movie about white imperialism and how it's actually good. Because yeah. that was the whole concept of that was just aliens come and they're like objectively smarter than us and yeah. they teach us a new language and then we're, all our wars are done. Which well, is, that is, I feel like that's different though because I feel like I I wonder if it would be like a different case if white people actually legitimately were I don't want to say this sentence at all but uh <laughs> but just like what if, but like if it were the case that they were like actually genetically superior somehow and more intelligent I don't get how that's like, possible it is literally <laughs> inconceivable but like if that were the case, I think it would be a different situation than what actually happened, which is just like people projecting inferiority onto us and using that in as a way mm-hmm. to take advantage of us. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, though, like, do you think if uh, in t- if a, like a superior alien race came along, white people would just be like based on all the like eugenic shit they've like passed down to other people? You'd think they would be just like ready to concede earth no, to them i think i think so much of the of the white practices well like white cultural practices that mm-hmm. we've seen has always been exercised through violence right mm-hmm. so if they saw someone who's superior i think they default to like well they're not superior if we kill them right I right, think, right right i think that would be the same exercise right it's always yeah. been racism has always been about exercising violence right so yeah. if they could find a difference between a person even if it's superior they're like yeah but are you superior to this nuke are you superior yeah. to, to <laughs> yeah, these yeah, guns, yeah right mm-hmm. it's yeah. always been about power yeah mm-hmm. um through violence such a good point through yeah. violence yeah so whether like i i think there'd be white people or people in general would be impressed mm-hmm. right we would all be like oh, oh shit yeah these niggas can fly, right? Yeah. Be, that'd be great at first. <laughs> like, oh shit! But oh, then, shit. like, well, how can we? How can we like find value in ourselves? And I think that would be to 
then eliminate them because ultimately you feel threatened by it, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think that's why that's why racism started to begin with, man. Yeah, like, you go to Africa, but man, these things sure. are fast. Yeah, these things fast. And then the strand would just have like buttons dedicated to the aliens. Who's like, yes, aliens, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we saw it, too, in the last election with Hillary Clinton. I'm not saying she's superior to everybody, but just the fact that she was educated and experienced, mm-hmm. and it really threatened a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Um, it's the perfect example of them just looking at Donald Trump and being like, he's one of us. Mm-hmm. Let's empower this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Why embrace that? You know? My, yeah. my biggest thing is that that's always been a criticism of the left. Uh-huh. Like, they'll say, oh, they're... They're so scholarly. They think they're, they're so elitist. smart. That's they're, a good thing. They go to college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. hate going to college and yeah. learning shit. It's like, why are these bad things? Exactly. Like, how are we villainizing yeah. these traits in other people? I guess because it feels yeah. so inaccessible to some people. And there is like a certain, I mean, I guess oh. when it comes to poor whites versus like the privileged New England people who just get sent straight off to Ivy Leagues, mm. it's like that I think was the resentment there and there could i don't know well yeah they've just been having their parents pay for you say that's a criticism (laughs) of the left or the right this is a criticism of the left like oftentimes i'll find i'll hear you'll hear conservatives especially like conservative talking heads Mm -hmm. oh when they criticize criticize the the left they always attack their um like their education oh yeah deliberate when they're pandering to their followers they're they don't well, it's not even that they're it. pandering necessarily. It's that they're molding their <laughs> followership. They're they're mm-hmm. uh, they're convinced. They're all in one convincing people that education is bad. It makes you el- an elitist. And uh, what is the other point? So they're convincing you that uh, liberals are educated, and education makes you elitist essentially. And so uh, that they that's also part of convincing. Or them convincing the people that they are like more like them and more relatable and shit like that. It's just populism. Is but, what it is. but when you point that finger, ultimately, what are you saying about yourself, right? Well, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Uh, to us, the implication is that, like, to us, the implication is, uh, like, we as conservatives are dumb as fuck. But to them, it's like we're people of the earth and we work hard for what we have and all this shit even mm-hmm. despite taking all these oil kickbacks and shit and like uh and being the richest contingency in this fucking country yeah um it's um it's just a matter of like painting yourself as being like uh part of that lower class that you're trying that you need votes from essentially mm-hmm. well that's why make america great again was the most racist I mean, I hate it when even like uh, leftist groups or whatever try to make fun of that. It just gives him so much power that he had such a marketing genius. Mm -hmm. But it's like make America great again. What do you mean? Like going back to like white supremacy when black people weren't equal, when women weren't Mm -hmm. equal. When Mm -hmm. what do you what do you say? Go back to when we landed. They knew it's exactly what he was saying. When when I could I could be white and superior despite my lack of education, even if Mm -hmm. I'm a poor person. You know what I mean? It's just. also, when the tax yeah. code was, you know, yeah. better for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think there is something that he tapped into, which is the power of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And I think that 
when for who dude i'm so tired so, of nostalgia again. and jack so <laughs> trump and frank ocean have that in common <laughs> <laughs> this is the only place you'll ever hear those two people <laughs> uh, but i do think that um like a lot of americans when they when they talk about their transgressions and the things that make them upset about america um it's easy for them to remember a time when there were less voices there were less public gripes there were less protests there were less of all these things that are making america great now so i think that him channeling that energy and saying hey remember when niggas couldn't talk i think <laughs> that is a i think that's a great platform that people identify with even if he's not using that language mm-hmm. Bro, that's how i feel every time a comedian complains about college audiences yeah. <laughs> it's like it's the same shit yeah like, mm-hmm. hey you remember when niggas w- couldn't talk yeah. <laughs> go to college yeah. It's just when your emotions didn't matter, when you being offended didn't matter. Yeah, The right? good old days. Yeah. Um, I did a, I did a college very recently. Went great. Uh, I don't know. They like comedy still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's funny about the college argument is that bad college shows are no different than every bad show. And yeah. good mm-hmm. college shows aren't particularly better or worse than any other good show. Yeah. You exactly. just have to cater your material to whoever you're... You have to be like, okay, well, I can't use this joke, but I can do this joke to every single audience. It's mm-hmm. like, if yeah. I do, you get those, like... This was... I had this experience more in LA, but when you got, like, booked on a Dirty Dive show in the OC, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, all old white dudes who got off, like, a factory job or something. Because, yeah. like, the OC is a lot of that. Yeah. Um, they just want to hear you talk about pussy. That's exactly. All they want. Well, that's when you do your like grimy material, um, yeah. and not any really like thoughtful jokes. Yeah. Anything that's <laughs> exactly. like, and not to like shit on those people, but maybe they're just tired and they don't give a shit about your like logic at that point. They just want to like laugh at um, the word p- pussy or something. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a great word. It is a great <laughs> word. It is good. It's a good word. <laughs> I agree. We're all in agreement. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page here. <laughs> oh, we did. Yeah. 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 Well, well, great. There it is. Pussy! <laughs> <Congrats>. So pussy. <laughs> yeah. Bring us together. Yeah. My fellow Americans. <laughs> uh, always remember to both eat and say pussy. A presidential candidate whose slogan is just pussy. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. Pussy. Pussy. pussy 2020. Like, I like his stance. <laughs> I'm trying to be that running mate, man. <laughs> be the first first man yeah yeah i could do that um should i like pitch my second idea then since we just immediately i like immediately didn't believe in my first idea once we started talking to yeah yeah, yeah i don't know where we're at on time as well no look we don't have another show so we can go we can keep going forever yeah. <laughs> until we solve yeah, this 25 so we got plenty of time Okay, great. So my second idea, this is more of a stupid idea. I think white people should really embrace the word honky. I think Uh that would be very cathartic for them. I don't know if that's like a racist thing. Is that our... I feel like white people saying cracker is a little uncomfortable, but... I I think it's one of those things that's not inherently racist, but it's indicative of someone who has some weird shit going on. For sure. You know what I mean? Like when somebody says African-Americans too, like, timidly... I'm just like that's because they whisper it. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay, nothing is overtly wrong with that, but why are you like this? Uh, just really like ASMR. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a confession. I've never heard honky used in real time. I thought it was a '50s thing too. I've never yeah, right? heard a person. It's one of those words. I only hear it from white guys who are like getting real defensive about racism. Yeah. They're like, oh well, I guess I'm just some honky, huh? Yeah. Or I guess I'm just some cracker. I was like, no, I've never said that to you. Yeah, I guess it kind of hit me. So I was just in um, 
Arizona, southern Arizona with my grandparents uh-huh. playing like a shit ton of golf. And that's when I'm just really like, it's just honky. So you're just, we went to a golf tournament and it's just like, if you, em- if you, embrace that sort of like self-deprecating like attitude toward, rather than like white pride and like uh-huh. we're better and just be like yeah. we're just a bunch of like maybe it would avi- provide a certain like catharsis I think uh-huh. white pride is a great talking point I, I, I've always <laughs> <laughs> can we dive into white pride yeah um, I think that people bring up white pride oftentimes when in in contrast to black pride right mm-hmm. yeah it's like why can they be black and proud but we can't be white and proud it's like all right well what are we proud of right i think mm-hmm. when we yeah. talk about black pride we talk about what we've overcome mm-hmm. uh, for all of our accomplishments in spite yeah. of our exactly. oppressors yeah. and um all of our strength that we've shown through years and years of of oppression and genocide and rape and slavery and all these bad things right mm-hmm. and we're still here with still standing that's like black that's black pride right yeah mm-hmm. Um, but when you talk about white pride, uh, what exactly are we celebrating in, yeah. in contrast to other racial relations, right? Mm-hmm. Are you celebrating the conquering of other people? Is that something to celebrate? Mm-hmm. Is Are you celebrating your relationship with indigenous people? What exactly is white pride embracing, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that that's also... Mediocrity? And that's my biggest thing with when it comes to like patriotism and like i love america what do you love about america yeah what about american history do we love what are we celebrating about american history and i think that that'd be a much easier conversation to have if we were honest and embraced real american history it's like hey we've done this we're not happy about all of it yeah Mm -hmm. and rectify some of those things or maybe have a more open honest dialogue about those things i'd i'd happily celebrate that american history yeah Mm -hmm. right but i refuse to celebrate an america or an american history where we just don't acknowledge the at the transatlantic slave trade where we Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. don't acknowledge uh internment camps where we don't acknowledge our roles in in wars and our missteps right yeah and I think that's where we can start having like patriot. Oh, niggas wouldn't be kneeling if they like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like. But we exactly. we choose what part of America we yeah. want to celebrate. Like we want to celebrate our industry. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You want to celebrate all these things, but these all these things came at a cost, and yeah. we ignore those costs. That's the thing. It's America's so proud of like their freedom. Freedom. You always hear about freedom, but freedom for who? Somebody cannot kneel at a sports event because of the, you know, completely. Uh, unresolved uh, issues with slavery and the way that black people are still being treated today. Mm-hmm. How much and uh, all mm-hmm. these videos that we see about phone calls and shooting black people for no reason or, you know, um, it's so insane to me that they hold on to that freedom factor. But I feel like what they really love is 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 their guns and uh, uh, freedom of hate speech and not yeah. necessarily equality or justice yeah. or opportunity or any of the yeah. stuff that it what you believe in when you're an idealist, they really, they want to hold on to the statues. They want to hold on to everything that's so negative and gives them uh, an edge over everybody else, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which is traumatizing for me because I'm Canadian and I'm not saying that we're that <laughs> yeah. much better, but like we're definitely better than this. It's, yeah. You know, there's yeah. uh, apologies. There's recognition. Nobody wants to talk about slavery. Nobody. I mean, for, for politicians to be like reparations are out of the question yeah. is, is, 
I, I'm like, in disbelief. What do you mean it's out of the question? Like, mm-hmm. these people have suffered and still suffer until today. And these are the videos that we're seeing online that are surfacing. Imagine how much we're not seeing yeah. about mm-hmm. the mistreatment of, of black people in this country. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm sensitive to it because I was born a second-class citizen, being like mm-hmm. Middle Eastern, Muslim, and a woman, where, like, mm-hmm. everybody was disappointed. Um, so... <laughs> You know, coming coming to North America, the first thing that I notice is just how bad black people have it. Because mm-hmm. it's something you can't hide behind. You know, mm-hmm. people could could look at me and not think I'm necessarily Middle Eastern. I'm not, you know, obviously wearing a veil or whatever, putting mm-hmm. it out there. But a black person cannot hide. You know, Jews could hide. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you yeah. could see that they're Jewish, they're not Jewish, whatever. But black mm-hmm. people, this is their life. This is their you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, we ain't passing. No, you passing. Nickname you do Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at it. Cops like, no, I'm Domin- I'm Dominican. Que pasa? No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, platanos. Uh, yeah. What's uh, I, I love the idea of talking about reparations, um, especially mm-hmm. when the pushback is in the world of it's mm-hmm. big. Reparations have been done before. Yeah. And here have been done before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here for, for certain groups, um, which is such a unique occurrence, right? Because yeah. when you think of people who have suffered in America, I, and I hate to play the suffering game. That's not a fun yeah. game to play for anybody. Mm-hmm. We all have our own journeys. I don't like making false equivalencies, but um, as a black person, I can't help to think of black people as suffering as much, if not more than most peoples in America. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That are still here and can be quantified, right? Right. But it's it's crazy to me that so much has been done for like Native Americans and mm-hmm. making sure they have had reparations here. Absolutely. Also, I know in Canada well, there is to a certain extent, doing, but not. But it, not. I here's the know. thing: they're not doing well. But the idea of reparations isn't to make it so that they're killing it. Mm-hmm. It's the simple effort. Net. The simple, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the simple gesture of saying, yeah. you know what, mm-hmm. what we did was totally. fucked up. Let me do anything yeah. to mm-hmm. try to make things right, whether it's a territory, yeah. whether it's uh, whatever taxes, whether it's scholarships or college, anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. the simple effort, the fact that like black people have been just completely closed off from that conversation until today people denying that racism still exists people want to hold on to these statues i mean i just i can't yeah Yeah. Yeah. so i would propose (laughs) uh, if we're talking anything uh anything goes reparations i think uh I think every black person should get an advanced copy of all the Marvel <laughs> universe uh, <laughs> movies. Not so just, just Black Panther. Yeah, all of them. All of them. And now every time we talk to a white person, we're just like, I know something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I can ruin your day at any time, so don't fuck with me. But there's always going to be like one black person who's going to be leaking stuff. The Samuel L. Jackson from Django. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Leah, yeah. let me tell you something. It's like, nah, just keep it to us, yeah, man. Right. Can we have something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think it'd be great to. I, I mean, it's crazy that people always talk about reparations in the form of like money or something crazy. It doesn't yeah. have to be crazy. Because that's what I always picture when people say that. So I'm, ju- I'm like, okay, so every black person in America just gets $5,000 or something like that with like your tax return mm-hmm. and so I would like to see people because I feel like they just throw out that word when they're discussing it and that's yeah. why because that's what I instinctually think it's like oh it's just like a cash handout right. yeah. which isn't necessarily it's like I get my tax return and like I'm not very good with money so it's not something that's constructive but it is a gesture right. just in terms of like 
us apologizing to actually acknowledging because there's never really been like a yeah a broad acknowledgement of that so i would like to see a candidate like explicitly or just any like mark out this is the form it's gonna take and this mm-hmm. is we're gonna like have this scholarship or give this amount of land whatever it is i think people are afraid of doing that because they're just like what do we what do we give them like you see politicians mm-hmm. like bernie sanders even who's pretty left being like it's impossible to do reparations Which that that, that wouldn't work but yeah. he's not like, even giving an explanation of why it wouldn't work yeah. i did I, like his defense though that you want to create a system where it's not just like um, you know, giving someone five thousand dollars versus like creating a system in which they can economically succeed on their own, right? Right, and like, because that would be more helpful. Because I think if I were like, as someone who didn't really grow up with a lot of money, if I were handed five thousand dollars, I would probably spend, spend it on like a new coat and like something else. But then I would kind of be back to making forty thousand dollars a year. Sure, which I, is still a good. Income I've seen how yeah. fast I can spend ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Just like that, she would be out the window. Yeah. yeah, but even still, it's like. Some people have just never seen that amount of money, mm-hmm. uh, and it's due to systems that have been in place in the past. Uh, that like, even if you do spend it on bullshit, it's like at least you have it. You right. have the opportunities to to spend yeah. your money on bullshit. Like, I feel like that's one of the biggest frustrations for me is like people look at like homeless people, for example, and they're like, "Don't give him that money. He's gonna spend it on drugs, niggas." Who cares? Let, let, yeah. let exactly. him do drugs, don't bro. T- like, don't you gonna spend it on drugs too? Yeah, you gonna spend the shit on drugs? We all spend it on drugs. Why can't he? He's probably about to spend a lot more money on drugs. Yeah. Like, if he can find uh, somebody selling weed for a dollar, like, props to him. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what's the problem? I also think there's a fear of accountability. I think when you say, "Hey, we're gonna do this for you," you have to also then be saying admitting that there was some fault being done and a yeah. lot of and what's white, wrong with that uh, uh, well a lot of people are very uncomfortable with saying that they're in any way responsible or accountable with today's racial condition yeah let let alone like historical racial conditions yeah a lot like, of white people just don't want to even say racism exists today so a lot of them are going to have a lot of trouble taking ownership of shit that their daddy and granddaddy did but, and that's and what reparations the, to those like. people i would say uh it's not even about you, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a verifiable fact that the government had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. the gov- It's coming out of the government's money, which is, you know, tax money still. But, like, you already don't get to decide how that shit gets spent. So what the fuck do you care? That's Why? very weird to me when people say, like, not my tax dollars. I'm like, it's the same 30% out of your check. Who the mm-hmm. fuck cares, bro? Why is everybody okay with their tax dollars going to war and ammo and guns well, and shit like well, that? Well, because war is lit. War is dope. I <laughs> love. I fucking love war, man. It shit is so cool. <laughs> it's just most of the money. I don't want to sound like AOC, who I adore, but mm-hmm. seriously, why not invest in your country and education and give mm-hmm. people the opportunity? The fact that there's still ghettos in America is insane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The fact that poor people see like. God forbid a million times, if I'm ever homeless, I go back to Canada, I feel like I'll still be sort of taken care of. Not because Mm -hmm. I'm lazy. 
just because there's like social system. If something mm-hmm. is working for you, yeah. mm-hmm. we didn't work so hard on the army. People make fun of our army all the time, and I'm so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. As opposed yeah. to you guys, it's all about like guns and uh, uh, caging uh, children and you know going to mm-hmm. war because yeah. that's what makes money. You think Donald Trump cares about caging children? He doesn't give a shit, but he's you know whatever business deals he has with these people, mm-hmm. and it's all going like towards negative things. Anyway, yeah. it makes me so angry. I'm sorry. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I wish we got like a receipt with our taxes to be like, because my taxes were lower. My tax return was lower this year than it's ever been, but I made more money last year than it's because of Trump's new tax code. Yeah. Um, and so more of my money was being taken for something. And I have to give everyone evidence of where my money is coming from. And you have to like take your time to do TurboTax, but you never get like a receipt to be like, great. So $50 of your money went to buy ammo for this and $50 of your money went to pay for this like you never yeah. get that receipt right. they're never gonna give it to us but yeah, yeah. no of course thousand dollars of your money went directly to making porn on the internet <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> well see that maybe i would support <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if at least on TurboTax, you could be like or i mean you would never be able to pick and choose how your tax money is spent right. but if you'd be like i would prefer if you're gonna take this amount of money because they give yeah. you that o- option on on turbo tax to donate to a charity right yeah. i never really do because it's just feels weird but I don't yeah. know. I, I remember I used to spend every summer in Montreal growing up. Mm-hmm. and um, What? Yeah. You know, your bo- my name's LeClerc. I don't know if you... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. But, uh, your boy used your to be bilingual. Cultured. Yeah. Okay. And um, I remember going back to Montreal this past summer. Um, oh, humble but humble brag? Well, I didn't say why, but... Uh, <laughs> we all know. And, Light flex. And I remember... <laughs> I remember. Yeah, no. I just went back to Montreal for no particular reason. In you know, the no. summer. Yeah, you know. As a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> End of July, no particular reason. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I remember noticing uh, something very unique about the homeless population in Montreal in that it knew no race. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. so diverse. I had an Asian bilingual homeless dude come up to me and ask me for change. And I'm like, hey, you'd be a Rockefeller in New York. There's no way in New oh. York that same dude. Yeah, um, you'd have so many jobs. Yeah, like, and grand. There's other contributing but, factors, but like, yeah, but being bilingual, that's such a big resume boost. Here. Yeah, but being black and homeless in America no is it's never circumstance. It's never like mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. dink, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you'll notice like in places that don't have like. Uh, you know, systemic racial um, barriers for people that like the homeless population will look like the general population. And that's just not the case in New York. Yeah. If if that were the case in New York, then homeless population would look like the general population in New York. Mm -hmm. It's always like people of color, black people specifically, right? Because I've noticed that too with like in subway cars. I'll just. I remember there was, like, a white homeless dude mm-hmm. who was, like, walking through the subway, and he gave the same spiel that everyone else does. It was like, it was either, like, an illness or, like, uh, whatever or some sort of accident. And I couldn't prove it, but it just felt like as he was walking through the subway car, he was getting more money from people. And I saw, like, white dudes reaching yeah. in their pockets and giving yeah. him money, whereas, yeah. like, of course, you never see that with, like, a black homeless person walking right. through, no matter how articulate or whatever they are. Yeah. Like, uh, the... I don't, has there ever been anyone who's been like, okay, we're going to put this person out there and then this person out there and like taken down that? 
I can well yeah. I know that I saw this one study and this is just a human behavioral study mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like if a person walks into a bl- uh, empty room and they're lost and they need directions instinctually they're going to gravitate to the person that they look most closely like mm-hmm. yeah so if I as a black man if I walk into a room and I see one black dude I'm gonna ask him where's the bathroom mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. right so I think that also works on the end of empathy as well when yeah. you see a person yeah absolutely who's suffering if you can identify with them as oh they look like my son or they look mm-hmm. like my brother or yeah. they look like me you're more inclined to, yeah. to be generous to them yeah see there's a lot mm-hmm. of situations like that where I'm like I I understand because you do want to like help out people from your own group Mm -hmm. um and so like white people are more inclined to give money to other white people and i'm more inclined more inclined to give money to other black people specifically because i there's one at least one homeless dude i've definitely seen uh call another homeless dude a nigga on the street (laughs) so i'm like specifically never giving money to that dude but um so there's situations where like that where i'm like to an extent i can uh accept you just like helping out your folks but mm-hmm. also, like, as a white person, you kind of have to understand that uh, most of the dollars in this country are going to people that look like you. And so you kind of have to be a, a little bit more discerning about where your uh, where your extra shit is going. Um, and when it gets to, like, just homeless people on the street, let's, like, do what you can. You can't, like, you can't personally lift anybody out of poverty like that. But just like be mindful of um of the fact that you know niggas don't really have a support system beyond yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. that's something that also really killed me about poverty and just seeing homeless people on the street and people being like they're so lazy. I'm like, there's oh, yeah. nobody less lazy than homeless people on the yeah. street working from morning till night doing whatever they can mm-hmm. to get a dollar yeah. the laziest people are the people who told us that homeless people are lazy that mm-hmm. cut tax corners that never want to pay you know yeah. they're the laziest it's like everything that we've ever been fed in popular media yeah. and education is always like the minority whoever is in, in, in a horrible situation is the lazy person is the yeah. bad person it's they uh, they're the ones that got themselves into this probably because yeah. of drugs and this not the cheating you know yeah. uh, cutting well, corner powerful is, people on the top yeah mm-hmm. wealth is equated with morality which is um, which is makes no insane. sense yeah it's insane yeah I mean look uh, I made more money this year than I ever have and I am a better person you know, uh, and that's <laughs> that's also a coin keating though. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the money is changing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just like we very. It's weird. We project that like one to one correlation with like if you're not a billionaire, you're not a good person somehow. It's just like like how are we so blind to just like it's weird how we can like we have the capacity to like shit talk people who are who ha- came from money and who have rich parents without mm-hmm. the also the uh the insight to understand that like that a lot of people are in that situation you know what i mean mm-hmm. and well i think the people who like sort of perpetuate that all grew up in very homogenous like sure. every upper middle class suburb is predominantly white sure. um 
And so they think that everyone has been given the same conditions. So for them, yeah. they compare themselves to the dude that was sitting next to them in math class. They worked harder than that dude. Therefore, they got a better job. Um, they got into a better college, whatever. So they thought that hard work was the only difference between them and that person. So then they relate it to everyone else. And they were like, well, they're probably just not working as hard. And they don't see like, I mean, I, so I grew up in Connecticut, but uh without a lot of money it's like hard to explain the the whole thing but there were just simple things of like i had to take the bus to school my mom couldn't drive me i had to take the bus home from extracurriculars all those things slowly slowly add up to a lot harder work and but you didn't see that when it came to my homework you didn't see with like that doesn't you don't get five extra points for taking the bus to school on a test versus that Mm -hmm. even though you're working harder even though you have to put in it's like a huge difference between getting picked up by your mom in an suv and have grapes on the table when you go home versus like i gotta make my own food i have a job to go to after school and then i have to do the ap work like it's yeah it's all that little stuff grapes are brain food (laughs) yeah dude also grapes are fucking expensive i never knew that yeah yeah Yeah. well not for you do you seven bucks Uh, well no i'm not this year no look i have i have a lot of grapes (laughs) there's a reason all the greeks like you had grapes in every single oh yeah that's the flex yeah that's weird that grapes don't have like the same stature as the avocado right now you know what I mean? Yeah. I well, want new. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Is I'd it, love though? to see, like... I'm trying to get grapes on toast. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think that's... Well, jelly. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was so short-sighted. <laughs> Yo, what if you could put a grape on... <laughs> I was just thinking, like, whole grapes. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, like, wrap it up. Just, like, fold it over. I think when people will push back against the idea of white privilege, they use that argument as well. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I yeah. work for this. How come um, you don't just work as hard? And mm-hmm. I just think it's a... It's Nigga, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think people just have a tough time imagining that people's backgrounds and circumstances can be that much different. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the only thing is like if she, she walks in for a job that you walk in for. I should get that job for sure. Yeah, but she... Regardless of her background, regardless of her, her poor background and her hard struggle, like even if you're mm-hmm. a wealthy black guy and she's a poor white girl, she still has better odds than you do. Yeah. But there's mm-hmm. also a presumption right? of suffering that I think exists for people of color that I think doesn't exist for people for white people like I've noticed that white people who have suffered a lot and feel like they've been disenfranchised in their own ways are the most vocal and the most uh are the first ones to say, I work so hard for my shit. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I believe you. Yeah. yeah. I believe you did that. <laughs> but imagine um, how hard it was for you, right? Now imagine if you were also that. black, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. Muslim. Yeah. And gay. And so the list yeah. goes on. So yeah. like I think that having experienced suffering should make you more sympathetic to you people who might you, yeah. suffer I more. I totally agree. Yeah. And it's, it's just not the case. Yeah. yeah. People are just, just they're just so well, because there's enough, there's just enough, like, success stories. Mm-hmm. Like, Pursuit of Happiness came out and now it's over for, yeah. for niggas trying to get a job on Wall Street or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like they, there's enough media out there showing, like, there's the, the Oprah's of the world, the Tyler Perry's of the world, mm-hmm. where they 
project this idea where it's like you don't have an excuse to not like pull yourself up out of poverty anymore yeah right. people and love that narrative the it, pull yourself up by the bootstraps yeah exactly yeah. which is literally impossible by the way especially when this you country do does everything to keep poor people down and to create a way like a gap between rich and poor yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's um i don't know it's weird they just like at the same at the same time where we like act like black people should be able to do anything a white person can do there's also like police officers who still who like refuse to believe you can buy an expensive car if you do happen to do that so to to a certain extent it's like why the fuck do i want to get rich if y'all are not going to believe that i'm rich yeah maybe Nigga, i'm rich a- <laughs> i got money maybe there should be a study abroad program but like where you just take away everything that this person has been given and make them try and succeed for two years do you know what i mean like instead yes. of them going to like europe and like studying whatever like they um you take a rich girl who goes to uh duke and like her study abroad for a semester is like okay you no longer have the dorm room you have to work two jobs to meet college tuition that. this is your debt I this love is what you that. have to you just okay, see so there's my idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you just we see, got a winner no you okay. just you just see white girls with facebook profile pics of like them I'm with, a them with kitchen employees <laughs> But you like you're like hardcore. You're like just stop about it. You're like you cannot talk to your parents. You cannot do no this. special treatment. Yeah, they be stripping like... so fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they be crying every second. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's crazy when you like interact with those people. How like emotionally fragile they. Yeah. Well, are. I think yeah. I think what's really interesting about that scenario is that if you take a person who's been given everything and then take that away, they're going to struggle, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, people who are self-made. Take this shit if you want to. They're going to get it back. Yeah. Totally. They're yeah. going to they're gonna get mm-hmm. their chicken, right? So that's one thing. Because they got good credit scores. But if Kylie Jenner is really a self-made millionaire, mm. then you Who should be then you should be I able to take that. away <laughs> you should be able to take away her name, her lips, and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and the rest of the things that make her Kylie Jenner, and she should be able to recreate that wealth. Yeah. The reason why she's not truly a self-made millionaire or billionaire yeah. is because uh, we all she know She was born a millionaire? Yeah, mm-hmm. we all know that's not true. <laughs> yeah, of yeah. course. And the time, because there's a bunch of girls trying to start their own beauty lines yeah. right now, but it's like they don't have, they also have to like go to uh, work as like a paralegal every day. So they don't right. have that like 40 hours to focus on that. Right. And then all the, the materials you have to buy. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. The connections. Okay. So study abroad for but for struggle uh, I feel I are we all, are we on board with it well I just want uh, white people to suffer so I'm like yeah. that sounds really good think, yeah. to me but maybe it's not that good maybe you don't have to go abroad maybe you just have to do like a switch in America, in your own yeah. home, I think that was like you know, a like wife <laughs> wife swap wife or swap, something. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Do it I'll like swap. where I, I, I just, yeah, I, I. And I think another thing because of segregation in this country, yeah. <laughs> I think because of segregation in this country, like people, the lack of exposure to each other, yeah. you know, is is a huge thing. So people are yeah. like afraid of what they don't know, so they just mm-hmm. like have an idea of. Uh, what a black person is like and that they're just lazy and they want to kill you. I mean, I've yeah. heard that from so many white people who are just like, yeah, but they just want to kill us. They're, they resent yeah. us so much. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, meet a black person, you know? Yeah. No, they're not wrong. 
Well, I mean, you have resentments, but, but with reason, you know? Oh, and you're not yeah. like, you're not pulling a gun at like the, the sight of every single white person you see, or maybe you do. Well, I, I, I couldn't don't, afford I a gun so until this yeah. year, so I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely like, I, I've had, because... Okay, so I've like walked into situations where I'm like the only white person in the room. The the doctor that I go to, it's uh, Broadway Family Health Center. I'm like always the only white person in the waiting room. All the doctors are black, and like at first when I walked in, I'm like, oh fuck, they're gonna hate that I'm here, just some like white girl. But it's been the best medical experience I've had in terms of like empathy. She's who I go to for like my antidepressants and like all my psychiatric help more so than any psychiatrist or therapist that I've seen. So I feel like that's not, I feel like there's maybe that like surface level, like instinctual, like anger. And I'm sure. Sure. Like you, like you legitimately have a lot of reason to hate white people, but like I've also had the most empathetic. Yeah. And I think it is very like, I don't know. I joke about it, but I think it's just a very like, uh, surface level thing. Like you feel that way, but you also like, want to keep your job and you also are a human mm-hmm. being and you don't you can't just like uh push against your instincts to help people you know what mm-hmm. i mean you might be spent you might be operating on somebody and be like this motherfucker i swear to god i want to kill one mm-hmm. I, I think but like i don't know when i think about my personal experience it's all very localized like i've never hated a group of anyone right mm-hmm. but i they're white people that i'm like they can die for sure <laughs> like mm-hmm. and that's yeah. i think I that's the current administration perhaps but but that's all very specific and and i think justified right if a person right. acts in a certain way then i should be feel the right to feel a certain way about that person and when white people say that they feel like oh black people hate us it's like there's you can't support that with facts right mm-hmm. you can't support that by mm-hmm. saying that black people black people have never gotten organized to attack white people right mm-hmm. i yeah. think black people have gotten organized and white people have seen it as a threat and then felt like oh this is an attack on on white people but it's just not yeah. it hasn't been proven to be the case whereas white people have gotten organized to yeah. historically to hurt black people so really? i think it's much easier for a black person to, to make that defense and say hey this has been happening. I feel like y'all hate me, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that argument, I think, has more legs than yeah. white people just feeling guilty for mm-hmm. what they've seen them do to other people and think, well, if I was that person, I would hate all of these people. Yeah. And I think that's what's happening. Totally. Yeah. It's projection, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like knowing that you're guilty. You did something mm-hmm. wrong. Your ancestors did something wrong. Maybe not you personally. It's exactly like Trump's campaign towards yeah. Hillary Clinton. Every single thing he said about her is basically him. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. They say part of being black and woke is to be angry all the time. Yeah. Right? James and, Baldwin. Yeah. And oh, I, his I, la- <laughs> movie. Did you guys watch it? Uh, I'm not sure, Nico. Uh, no, I, uh, I saw that two years ago, but his oh. latest one, uh, 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 if, uh, Beale, oh, Beale Streets Street. could talk. Yeah. yeah, and that's why Ben Carson looks so sleepy. I think that just being black isn't enough to be, to like be woke, right? Totally. I think that Ben Carson is a person who's navigating through this system because... I truly think he's not fully aware of everything that his people have gone through mm-hmm. and everything and everything that his actions and the party around him are doing to his people. So I do think that, um, yeah, I do think there's people that are black who are like, yo, white people are fucking up and they're angry all the time. But that doesn't always translate to hate or translate to violence against white people. I just mm-hmm. think it oftentimes is a call to action. It's like we got to do more. We have to stop this from happening to us. Yeah. yeah yeah it's like women like with women it's like definitely women aren't 
like one you can't pick a woman out of a crowd and ask her to speak for feminism or anything like that like it's i think there's been so many examples of like a it's 50 percent of the population so you're trying to like act like this huge group of people can speak for whatever oppression we face but like it's just the same thing of like we can't but i i i I bet you if you pick a woman out of the crowd to talk about being sexually harassed or abused Uh, uh, the majority of them will be and i think that was something that was undermined as well yes through the me too movement just guys being like well i can't talk to a woman anymore instead of being like it's fucking insane how many women have been abused like that Mm -hmm. that should have been the reaction like oh my god i can't believe that or instead of being like i couldn't talk to women already yeah (laughs) yeah you couldn't talk to women but I have talked to plenty of women who are like you know I like being um, yelled at in the street because it means I still got it and you're just like but those are women who weren't who weren't victims of sexual abuse or rape or like forced into anything I would say that I have heard that from people who and I've have been I because to cope with it it just depends on what your level of honesty with yourself Mm -hmm. is I've heard it from abuse victims who were either like they won't admit that they happen. It's like yeah. a bl- that it yeah, happened because it was so traumatic. It's a blank spot. You on block history. it. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. specific to their relationship to that trauma. Right. Yeah. And you'll notice that people who have come to grips with it are more bold in their approach when talking about it. And people who have not come to terms with it are like, ah, oh, you know, tomato, tomato. You can't say tomato, tomato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to rape. It's like, yeah. you know, people get raped and shit. It's like, nah. Yeah. But yeah. guys, it's so sad, but it was normalized for so long. It was always like, mm-hmm. you know, we're all conditioned to like believe that history. boys are boys exactly yeah. like racism everything just how about like your grand your grandpa for sure hit your grandma and she was like you think it's cute that she knits but she was just doing it to like make time oh. go faster oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's so good. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah I mean, I mean to an extent i'm just like I'm just like, yeah, his, his humanity's been bad for all of history. How is it? How how do we expect it to change in the next ten years? We because we have ten years left. Give men curfews and have women rule the world. I mean, the underlining problem has always been men. No offense, you guys, but it's no, true. No, no, I, mm-hmm. It's just somebody in a position of power will abuse it rather than be responsible you know that's one thing i'm not religious at all and i i criticize religion all the time but the one thing that i really love about islam and uh how i grew up is like being in a powerful position first of all it's not something that you earned you're born Mm -hmm. into it especially when you're a man especially if you're born into a rich family rather than you know a self-made person Mm -hmm. that comes with responsibility do not abuse your power you know you're Mm -hmm. supposed to be a, a protective person if you're like stronger than me because yeah. you're a man protect me rather than abuse oh, no, me absolutely. I do you miss know? that with like sorry oh, no. <laughs> um, and uh, to that to that effect all I'm saying is that um, it's just like like to an extent I feel like hopeless in, in like just knowing what his, history has been up until this point to where like what do we think is going to realistically change in the and like talking about what is versus what should be i think because i think what is the case is that like even in situations where people do uh use their power to protect certain people they then use that uh justification of protecting those people to use it to hurt other groups of people like i just had these uh the 14 words pulled up that white supremacists uh love the first half of that is we must secure the existence of our people and our future for white children. And the uh, there's another half of it 
that is because the beauty of the white Aryan woman must not perish from the earth, which <laughs> is just bananas. So I was just like, so much of racism has been built on the foundation of so supposedly protecting our women from these men and all this. So like, uh, all I mean is in the sense that like that uh, struggle is so interwoven with the issue of racism to the point where I'm just like by to what extent like by protecting uh, ultimately white women which is the group that has been protected and like it like to what extent are we then uh, impacting like whatever uh, struggle with when it comes as it comes to racism I well, guess. I, I would, you know what I mean yeah. and I, I don't mean that to say that like <laughs> we shouldn't no, uh, so I, I actually mean, like, like would love to talk so about that because that yeah. was something I wanted to – I tried to work on a joke on it for a while and it just never really landed and I might try and do it again. But I think that's one case where like um, people conveniently use rape where it's – like Trump will admit that rape exists but it only in terms of like Mexican immigrants doing it. And that's exactly. a man publicly making false rape accusations. Exactly. And we talk about false rape accusations – we do have like they do happen a lot in the case of Mm -hmm. any person of color and that was something after um i forget there's some prominent me too case coming out and i saw two black male comics go up and talk about well why didn't she hang up the phone in terms of the louis ck thing or certain things like that and i had to take a step back as like and their impression of a woman making a false rape accusation was of a stereotypically white lady voice yeah and i was like i had to take a step back and be like well there was actually there's been a huge history of that dave Chappelle talked about it in his stand-up special and i used to take the bus a lot in la because i i got a dui um deservedly so and uh and i took it for two years and it was always a white man who was like aren't you afraid of taking the bus at night don't you know what's going to happen out there let me drive you home and of course he would hit hit on me on the car ride home in a locked car he'll do to you what basically he is warning you about yeah exactly i took the bus for two years never got touched well one guy put his arm around me once when i fell asleep but that was it yeah but um uh yeah, and just, you go on the bus and you're like, I'm the scariest person here. I'm a white lady with a concerned white family. Exactly. I could and a cell phone. And a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. I could tell anyone I got raped on the bus last night, and they would believe me, and I could get someone arrested exactly. if I were on some weird. Exactly, bend. and yeah. just like ultimately, my point is just like, it's not about like, it's so complicated because I look at like, ev- like dudes who try to who tell you they're feminists without being asked or without a situation presenting itself for you to just show it Mm -hmm. i'm just like what are you doing it's like it's not that they want to protect women on its own merit it's that they want to protect their women from other men in a sense really the victims in american history and society are always black women They've, they're the ones who got enraped uh-huh. by these white guys. Yeah. These, always, all exactly. the time. <laughs> so you want to protect a white woman when you're raping black women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's also like, I think it's important to note that white men have always had the power to protect their women. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whereas black women are unique in that they have less resources protecting them. Yeah. Not only is it dangerous for them to protect themselves, it's dangerous for men, our black men to protect them. It's mm-hmm. dangerous for 
even for white people to to even give voice to these black women because they're called all types of n-word lovers sure. and and they're somehow forsaking their own people so it's just yeah. it's just a s- sad symptom of like the most marginalized group having such so few defenses in front of them yeah. to protect them and keep them safe and it's unfortunate that um oftentimes white men will go to any cost to protect their white women yeah. And oftentimes, while they're doing that, they're destroying other women of color. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that defensiveness that you feel is because you're doing something wrong. They're like, we have to protect our women because of what we're doing to other women. So they mm-hmm. feel like the danger of what a man could do yeah. to another woman. And that's yeah. I, I just don't see any genuine or like uh, goodness out of their protective thing. I feel yeah. like it's defensiveness because of their guilt. Yeah. Yeah. That's so yeah, yeah, yeah. Harm my property. Don't that's damage it. my property. Exactly. Don't yeah. my lawn. That's yeah, what Chloe's speaking of. Absolutely. Yeah. It, because the bullshit the, that they've pre- When that guy was like, hey, you don't want to be out at this hour. I'm out here. Like, that's yeah. what that guy was saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, people be raping. You know, yeah, right. What I'm saying is, yeah. I'd be raping. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I've yeah. seen men almost insist on driving a woman home to the, like, I was with this girl. We were coming from this event at Griffith Park and she was like going to walk back to her car and he like would not let her walk back to her car alone. And she was like, you know what? I'm actually fine. I'm going to be okay. And he's like, no, let me walk you. And it's like to the point where it's like, you're not letting her say no. Exactly. You know what I mean? You're not right. She's telling you no, and you're not letting her consent to walking to her car alone. I've even been in situations where I think I'm like trying to help someone like by escorting them home or something Mm -hmm. like that or driving them home. And then like, just as I'm doing it, I'm just like, what is my end game here? Like, yeah. it's yeah. like, so, sure, somebody might want a ride or need mm-hmm. a ride, but I'm just like, why was I so eager to uh, to offer this? You know, and it like, kind of it makes me feel smaller and weaker as a person because I, my dad would do it sometimes, being like, you should be out this late at night, blah blah blah. It's a way of like policing women's behavior, of being yeah. like. And I've I've lived in, you know, uh, bad neighborhoods for the majority of doing stand up, taking public transportation, walking home late at night. And now I'm like more afraid of being mugged than I am of being like raped or anything like that. And like nothing's because the instances when I've been sexually abused have been at parties in Connecticut with rich white men. Yeah. And um, the parties in L.A. with rich white men. They feel it's, entitled. Yeah. It's, it has never been on the street. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Well, this episode has been long as fuck. But, um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, no worries. No, no, no. That's fine. Um, and I blacked out for a second because I was like, did I present that idea uh, uh, in a way that made sense? But, um, well, I, I don't know if we solved it, but we definitely uh, chipped away at some part of the... We put another podcast out in the world. <laughs> That's what we did. We, yeah, we my did. ideas were both bad. Uh, <laughs> we stumbled upon one maybe good one, and uh-huh. that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, look, uh, I, we did something. We put something out in the world, and I think we should all be proud of ourselves. Yeah. Um, the clerk took off his, uh, his, his hoodie, showing off these fucking guns <laughs> for the room. Yeah, when you started talking about rape, I was like, let me get comfortable. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Yo, that's I know. Be, I was going to go to an easier place and be like, we started talking about last summer in Montreal, and then you got hot. But no, you yeah, went to right? rape. Like, Whoa. Oh, my God. I pulled out an Asian fan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what y'all talking about? <laughs> Uh, well, look, thank you guys for doing the show. I really appreciate you guys um, 
having this discussion with me. I feel like we went to a lot of uh, places that were dope. Uh, mm-hmm. Where can we find you all on the internet? And uh, what what is stuff you're proud of that you want to tell people? Uh, so my Instagram handle is at Chloe McGovern, but instead of an E at the end, it's two R's. So McGovern, my Insta- my handles have always been made fun of by everyone. They're terrible. Yeah. Twitter is at Chloe McGovern as well, but it's C H O L E. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. And but I'm married to it now. Um, and that's it. You can like YouTube. Look me up on YouTube. I did a, a podcast with Dennis Robin recently, which was no oh. amazing. <laughs> I read his book. Oh I my god, really yeah. loved it. Back in the day, I'm a huge Madonna fan, and they dated. And oh, like, I know yeah, that. I was yeah. so into that whole thing. Yeah, okay. so cool. He was. It's called On the Rebound with Dennis Robin, and me and my friend pretended to be in a relationship so we could talk to that's him. Amazing. And he gave us relationship. Did you meet advice. Kim Jong Un? I wish. <laughs> Did you guys FaceTime him? That would yeah. be somewhere. Yeah, that'll be safe. Yeah, Kim, what's your advice? <laughs> you guys remember when Dennis Rodman looked normal? No. I don't. No. <laughs> it was he, before the Bulls. It must have been before the Bulls. He used to be like a regular looking dude, man. Yeah. Well, well, he we, was actually Would really you go to high school together? How do you know? <laughs> no, nah, like, if you look at his high school tapes, by the way, he was like just a really good basketball player. But like, he didn't know. He wasn't born with piercings and like blonde <laughs> hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, he was a time he was just a regular good looking dude. Mm-hmm. Not, I yeah. wouldn't say good looking dude, but. But like, a looking dude. Yeah. yeah. Looking, looking ass boy. <laughs> <laughs> he was a person. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can find me at uh, on Dennis Robbins' page as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm on Instagram at Leclerc Andre, which is L E C L E R C Andre, and uh, yeah, and I have a podcast called F and Up. It's about manners, etiquette, and how we can all do better. And yeah, also I shouldn't on the Brain Machine Network. Yeah, also on the Mark the Time Leaf. <laughs> 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 uh, and that's me. What about you? Uh, Iman Al-Husseini, you could find me on Instagram and Twitter at Imani Feek. Uh, my wife and I also have a cartoon account on Instagram called The El Solomons. Um, doing shows, I, I, I don't know if any Canadians are listening to this, but I'm on tour in Canada as of next week. Um, I think that's that's good. Mm-hmm. Is that good? Great. Um, and you know, if you listen to the show, you know who the fuck I am. I'm Yudoye. I'm at, <laughs> pro- at Professor Doye on everything. The show's Dark Tank. We're doing a live show uh, in Boise uh, next Saturday, uh, March. What is that? What is that day? The twenty uh, Saturday's the twenty third. Yeah, the twenty third at five p.m. as part of the uh, Tree Fort Festival. Um, I'm gonna see if I can get Vince Staples on, but probably not. Oh, shit. Probably not. Uh, we're doing another live show April 16th at Union Hall. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can catch me writing on Vice Live uh, and uh, all, a bunch of other shit. Getting the Robot. It's my YouTube channel. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Credits. <laughs> who cares? Uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been another episode of... <laughs> Dark Tank, Pussy 2020. Shout out.
Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. There's a difference between do-it-yourself and do-it-for-a-living. At The Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. There's a difference between do-it-yourself and do-it-for-a-living. At The Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. More doing.